Hey, this is Saili, and you're tuned into the morning show only on CHMA 106.9 FM in Sackville, New Brunswick. The Voice of the Marshes. Hello and welcome to Tanchamar Report on CHMA 106.9 FM and chmafm.com. We're broadcasting from Sackville, New Brunswick, the heart of the Maritimes, on the traditional and unceded lands of the Mi'kmaq people. I'm Erica Butler. It's Wednesday, April 12th. Coming up on today's Tanchamar Report. The big ask would be that councillors moving forward have an opportunity to really think about the services that residents are provided residents that are not provided with those services and having a cost value to that and that be reflected on the taxes that they pay and not having a blanket approach to everyone paying the same taxes, especially when we don't receive all the same services. Thank you. Thank you. Tanjamar Council met last night and we'll recap some of what went down, including a public presentation on taxation with a full house of 50 residents in attendance at Town Hall. We'll hear more on the on the taxation debate coming up shortly. But first, Shep the Sandpiper is back in Dorchester and will stay there for the time being, despite controversy about how it got there. At their council meeting Tuesday night, council voted unanimously unanimously to keep the statue where it is, even though the town does not yet own the giant bird, and the process to acquire it was not quite by the book. Here's Councillor Bruce Finney reading the motion. I move that council request that the Shep Sandpiper statue currently on municipally owned property in Dorchester not be removed and request the Director of Engineering and Public Works to confirm the safe installation of the statue with the understanding that the statue is not a municipally owned asset at this time. Mayor Andrew Black voted in favor of the motion along with the rest of council, but had some stern words before the vote regarding the renegade manner in which Shep was replaced. I, I just I want to make it clear to the public who's here and people who are watching and town staff, town council. Um, this is my opinion, but um, two of the most important aspects of being a councillor or being part of council. Uh, I mean, there's many, but two of the most important in my mind is protecting the public purse um, and mitigating risk. Those are two things that are tied very closely together um, as far as councils go. Um, I want to make it clear that leaving this statue in place um, it increases the town's risk and we, we are about to potentially pass this motion. So I want to make it clear that the, the risk that the town has with this is um, possibly significant. It uh, puts the town of Tantramar at an insurance and liability risk. Um, it is not our owned property. It sits on municipal land. So thereby it is something that we have to deal with. So we assume the, in, the insurance and the liability on this um, piece of, of property. Um, it throws our RFP and our RFQ processes out the window, leaving the town open to the potential of risk um, going forward with RFP and RFQ processes. And it sets a precedence of a lack of respect for the decision-making process, as well as the laws that govern the decision-making those processes, such as the Procurement Act, the Local Governance Act, and our own procedure and organization of council bylaw. Um, I want to just make that clear. Whether the, the statute was removed or whether it stayed, 
any, either way, it puts the town at a significant level of risk. Um, the public now knows this. I want to have that uh, publicly stated. Um, and I will open it up for discussion if anyone else wanted to speak to this motion. No other councillors commented on the motion during last night's meeting, and Dorchester Councillor Debbie Wiggins-Colwell also refused to comment afterwards. CAO Jennifer Bourne was similarly quiet on the issue, referring only to the motion passed by council. The full backstory on how Shep's replacement came to arrive in Dorchester Village Square is online at chmafm.com. On Tuesday night, Tantramar Council also passed first reading of a bylaw respecting dangerous and unsightly premises. Both Sackville and Dorchester previously had dangerous and unsightly bylaws, which established complaint-driven processes to eventually require property owners to make repairs or clean up their properties. While the new Tantramar bylaw is a carbon copy of those previous bylaws, it would extend to cover the full Tantramar municipality, which includes many rural areas. Councillors Mike Tower and Barry Hicks both chimed in on Tuesday night with concerns about how it might backfire to apply town and village standards across the municipality. But it turns out changes to the bylaw aren't possible because the provincial act that allows municipalities to create dangerous and unsightly bylaws also dictates the bylaw itself, as Councillor Allison Butcher summarized on Tuesday. Can we just clarify what you're saying is the way that it is set out by the Municipalities Act. We have the choice to have a dangerous and unsightly um, premises bylaw or not. And if we choose to have it, this is the one we get. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Mayor Andrew Black added that the municipality would have discretion over how the bylaw was enforced. So we can't make adjustments to it, which is unfortunate, but in the, in the, in the enforcement of the bylaw, um, we can have some leniency as to what, um, what constitutes uh, a violation or not. Acting Treasurer Michael Beale, who has supervised Sackville bylaw enforcement for 20 years now, said the complaint-driven system was always a challenge. What one person feels is unsightly may not be what the other person feels unsightly. Um, a lot of times we are able to uh, open and close these files through a discussion, um, through a just general communication, through a, uh, uh, whether, it, uh, whether it be a, a tidy up, whether it be a moving something, um, those kinds of things. There's only been a couple of occasions uh, in Sackville and I believe a couple in Dorchester where they've had to go to the, to the next level. Council wound up approving first reading with Councillor Bruce Finney suggesting approaching the province to help make changes to the bylaw possible. Mayor Black agreed and also lamented the fact that the local governance reform process hadn't already tackled the issue. So the unfortunate part about it is that this probably should have been talked about by the, by the provincial government um, during the reform process. Another situation where I think it was an, an oversight Michael Tower wondered if the local government minister himself might take an interest. Uh, maybe we could reach out to uh, Minister Alain, see if we can get him down here and run some of these things by him. <laughs> okay. Um, do you want to? Do you want me to get you his phone number and you can give him a call? And see if he can come down. Okay. That's Tanchamar Council on Tuesday night when they approved first reading of a new dangerous and unsightly premises bylaw. The bylaw will now come back again to Council for a second and third reading in May. If approved then, it will be in force. Now for today's feature story, 
About 50 people gathered in Town Hall on Tuesday night, the majority there to hear a presentation by former Councillor Ken Hicks asking Tantramar Council to consider changes to the town's taxation system. This evening we have come to address Council regarding concerns about the current tax rate levied against unserviced homes that fall within the former Town of Sackville boundaries. Our properties are within the areas annexed in 1975 amalgamation. At that time, a commitment was made to provide services to these areas. 48, 48 years later, we're still waiting. Ken Hicks lives in Frosty Hollow, within the former town of Sackville Boundaries, but in a decidedly rural setting with no access to water and sewer services and other amenities like streetlights and sidewalks. But his tax rate is the same as the one charged on properties in other parts of the former town, where services like water and sewer and sidewalks are de rigueur. Hicks told Council that when Tanchamar amalgamated, he and some of his neighbours expected that their tax rates would be changed, based on comments by local government minister Danielle Alain. With this amalgamation, we had expected that the tax rate levied against our properties would be amended to reflect this lack of progress in providing services. This would appear to be Daniel Land, the Minister of Local Government and Local Governance Reform's understanding as well, when he gave clear direction with his statement. They will receive their tax bill according to the service they duly receive. We don't want people to pay for services they don't have. The town asserts that water and sewer services are separately funded by ratepayers and not through pa- property taxes. But Hicks says this wasn't always the case and that the town still has a duty to fulfill. We have to bear in mind what has happened in the past, what promises were made in the past, and nothing's ever been told to people why services aren't being extended when we were told before services would be extended. They haven't been. Um, Money's collected in the past, has paid for the current infrastructure that's in place. Um, Since that time, they've put in a ratepayer system, but it still doesn't negate the fact that all the money that was paid in years gone by for services that are rendered for for some in Ward 3. There's other services that in Ward 2 or 4 we're not receiving that people have paid for. Councillors mostly reacted to Hicks' presentation by referring to the province's role in setting tax rates for 2023 and in mapping out taxing authorities. But they also promised to look into possible changes to tax rates and boundaries for 2024. Here's Mayor Andrew Black speaking after the meeting. Now that we have the full authority to be able to, to make these decisions on our own um, without being corralled by the province, uh, a more fulsome discussion about what our budget w- would look like, um, the taxation rates would look like for the for the community, can happen. Um, so if, what that looks like, I don't know. But I mean, I, I think we need to have a, a bigger conversation about what taxation is going to look like. Black is also president of the Union of Municipalities of New Brunswick and says the province is expected to announce fiscal reforms as part of local governance reform this fall. September, there's going to be a fiscal summit uh, over a couple of days in Fredericton from the provincial government, um, which councillors and associations will be invited to. And we'll find out more information about what the province has planned for fiscal reform. We we don't even know at this point what that looks like. Um, So there's still a lot to work out when it comes to uh, taxation, budgets, and, and what, you know, how, how that works for municipalities. Black also said there was a possibility of public meetings being part of the budgeting process this fall.
That's it for Tanchamar Report for this Wednesday, April 12th. Thanks to the local donors who support the station and the Local Journalism Initiative for funding local news reporting throughout Canada. Get in touch with CHMA News anytime at news at chmafm.com. I'm Erica Butler. Thanks for listening. Unaskiliza CHMA 106.9 FM katika Sackville, New Brunswick. And now the weather. Today, mainly cloudy. 30% chance of showers earlier this morning and early this afternoon. Wind becoming northwest 20 kilometers an hour, gusting to 40 earlier this morning. Temperature steady near 7. UV index 4 or moderate. Clearing this evening, low of 0. Tomorrow, sunny. High of 14 except 10 along parts of the coast. UV index 6 or high. Tomorrow night, cloudy periods, low plus 2. Friday, a mix of sun and cloud, high of 12. Friday night, cloudy periods, low plus 2. Everyone needs a good laugh, and here is your comedy show alert. The Sackville Legion will be hosting the hilarious Tina Randall from Newfoundland on her Oh Me Nerves, The Youngsters Got Me Drove tour on Wednesday, April 26th at 8 p.m. Tina is back on the mainland with a non-vulgar show that's sure to have you laughing the night away. For more information, call 506-364-9900. That's 506-364-9900 or visit the Sackville Legion's Facebook page at facebook.com slash the Sackville Legion. Win big each week. For just a toonie, the Rotary Club of Sackville offers you a chance to participate in the gold mine. This is a weekly lottery where the winner gets 50% of the proceeds and the other 50% goes toward goldmine expenses and the funding of community and international projects. You can pick up the goldmine registration forms at a variety of participating retailers. For a list of locations or for more information, visit the Rotary Club's website at sackvillerotary.ca. One, two, three. Hey, this is Will. Tune in Tuesdays at 10 p.m. for some of the classic hits from the early 2000s. Follow Will Neat, N-E-A-T-T, on Instagram for updates.
haunted or overseas Haunted on each coast Played them like Ebenezer I made them see the ghost Back from the future Johnny in Japanese kimonos Even though the street show love Try to see me grow I often see me floating But my shadow will raise a ton Call it baggage I use it all to advantage I can't make you love me This time it's on you And you can't try to deny These words when they're true I'm on the run And on the run The shadow weighs a ton It's starting to make sense to me To step in, your tongue is like a weapon. This is Kevin from heaven, and yet, so are ye. Since the age of 17, I've been taking part microphones. You've been taking part menu clone and throwing skeleton bones in the closet. Animal strike, curious poses. They feel the heat between us, but you need a woman, glorious diamond, diamond defeaters. Carry my fetus. I'm like the man in the moon. When we kiss, then you swoon on the run. On the run, the shadow is
This is Eric, and you are listening to CHMA 106.9 FM in Sackville, New Brunswick. Live Fate Theater is presenting the second annual Cross-Border Music Festival, featuring various musical performances throughout April and May. Stop by the Amherst Legion on Friday, April 14th to see Cash, a Johnny Cash tribute featuring Paul Anthony. And then again on Thursday, April 27th to enjoy some tunes by Madison Violet. At the Sackville Legion, Stompin' Tom fans can check out Whiskey Jack Presents, songs and stories of Stompin' Tom on Friday, May 5th. For information and ticket details, visit livebaittheater.com or visit their Facebook page at facebook.com slash livebaittheater.
HMA, Voice of the Marshes. This is Will. Tune in at 10 p.m. on Tuesday nights for 2000s Nostalgia. I'll take you back to the hits from the beginning of the millennia. Follow me at Thunder underscore P123 for updates. Make Something Sundays is a series of family workshops taking place throughout the spring at the Owens Gallery in Sackville. This monthly program introduces new materials and techniques through informal hands-on workshops for kids 12 and under with their accompanying adults. The next session will take place on April 23rd and feature hand-stamped mini banners. Kids will play with patterns, stamp out a message, and create their own canvas banner to hang at home. Drop-in times are between 2 and 4 p.m. at the gallery located at 61 York Street. No booking is required and this program is offered free of charge. For more information and a schedule of upcoming workshops, visit the Owens Gallery website at owensartgallery.com slash engage or call 506-364-2574. Are you looking for a toe-tapping time? Check out Open Mic at the Sackville Legion every other Saturday with the next two events taking place April 15th and 29th. Stop by between 2 and 5 p.m. to hear some sweet tunes by some local artists and take part in the 50-50 draw. For more information, call 